Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is James. How's it going, James? Hello, everybody. Doing good here. Uh, It's been a little bit since our last episode, so we're a little bit behind on stuff. We're going to talk about the Warhammer cards today. Um, I did just get married, and I was on vacation from that. Now I got a cold, so if you hear me coughing and stuff... uh, that's I love why. how you went to Cancun and you somehow got a cold. I know it's every time I fly. Every time I fly, I get I get sick either on the way home or the way back. And it's like I went to I went from like here it was like seventy to Cancun and then it was like ninety and humid down there. Then it came back and it's like forty here. But like I got the cold in the ninety degree weather, not in the forty. Like what? Which is really funny. <laughs> Well, before we get started here, we want to say some ways you can support us here. So the first way is we're sponsored by Zencaster. Um, Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. Um, if you want a 30% off code for a Zencaster Pro account, Use offer code zen.ai slash the MTG place. really helps us out. Um, we're also sponsored by TCG Player. So if you want to go to our website, mtgplace.net, we have that on there. You can click on it. It goes right to the TCG Player affiliate link. And as long as you order cards after clicking that link, remembers it in your cookie, and you're good, and it supports us. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's done that already. We know you're going to buy cards yep. anyway. Uh, unfortunately, some these, unfortunately, some of these cards, I don't know if you could buy them. On TCG, I'm sure you can. Somebody has them secondary, but they're also uh, secret layers available until the end of the month when we go through these Warhammer cards here. Um, <clears throat> and the finally, the last way you can support us is directly through Patreon. Uh, you can get some cool perks. You can play Magic games with us. You can get some cool stickers and shirts and merch and stuff that you can't get anywhere else otherwise. And you can see uh, me randomly post posting my... Uh, decks that I do on arena drafts. I like to post uh, images of my deck lists. And if I, if I go six wins or seven wins on there, so you can see like what I'm drafting for each set. Cool stuff. All right. So yeah, and uh, a little bit speaking, of magic. Yep. Huh? Speaking of things to buy on TCG, uh, what you maybe should not buy on TCG <laughs> are these freaking 30th anniversary cards. <laughs> well, yeah, talk about this a little bit. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's a little bit of magic news here. These 30th <laughs> anniversary cards, but uh, oh these, God. Uh, these cards you can't even buy them on TCG. You have to buy them directly from Wizards, like a secret layer. Okay, okay and they're, yeah. they're limited number. Okay, and so if people are thinking of them as an investment, but so here's here's the thing. If this was ten dollars, it'd be cool. So what it is for people that don't know is it's basically every card from beta. Uh, with a, a gold bordered back, like a different back, so it's it's kind of like collector's edition was. Yeah. Um, and you have the new frame artwork, and the, you can get, you get a retro frame artwork. So you'll get so you can get a mox, a black lotus, whatever. Um, and like collector's edition ones, even now are you know are still like a couple thousand dollars for some of those. Yeah, um, yeah. Which some people are thinking these might be if you get it. 
But the, in, back when they did it before, it was 50 bucks. You got the whole set. Here, it's $1,000. You get four packs, and each pack has 15 cards in it, and you have a chance to open it. And that's kind of dumb. Yeah. It seems really, really stupid. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's a limited number is like, okay, yeah. so the whales that can actually afford this can't like, might not even get it. They're like, even right? struggling to find stuff. Yeah. Plus and thousands of dollars to just throw at this. To me, it seems like they're just trying to see how far they can push printing reserve lists before they just do it. They actually just print reserve lists because, is, yeah. like Hasbro is, at least recently, is all about just making money. Hasbro wants their money. And yeah, they, they bought Wizard just, and Magic. Wizard. Yeah, and Magic just became their first IP to make a billion dollars. Yeah, I saw that too. Thing, so, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me at all because Magic is huge. And well, it's a little crazy if you think about it. That means Magic is more popular than Transformers and more popular than all that shit, but. Oh yeah, I mean it's a it's been a pretty mainstream card game since the '90s, so I totally get that. But yeah, this is uh, this is some bullshit. <laughs> just just a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I mean we're not huge fans of it. I think no. I mean even if people have cube, just proxy the damn cards at this point. Like right? at the end of the day, you can always just print out what you want put it on some like card stock like or even like an island or like a land of some kind and throw it in a sleeve that's all you need to do you do not need to spend a thousand freaking dollars to hope you get a mox or to hope you get a lotus this is like no like that's not even tournament league um, like yeah and you like, can't even play it because like if i was <laughs> gonna spend smart. that kind of money like it's a thousand dollars right i could just go buy two real duels and go play legacy like that's what i would yeah. rather do you get like so. three of you get like three of those and you can buy a real mox Right, you know, it's like why? There's there's simulators oh. online of how many packs you have to open until you actually get a black lotus, and it's like you got to spend like forty thousand dollars on average to get right. a specific card. So it's like, and it's like you can that spend point, half could, that and buy a real lotus that you can yeah. actually play with in a right. tournament. Right, I'm granted that to be vintage, but like still, <sighs> yeah, and it would retain just... more value because it's a real. Yeah, lotus. and it would actually like be valuable. Um, yeah, the, the if whole thing you is. You want just, to hear a huge rant on it? The professor has a good video on his YouTube channel. Yeah, we we will link that to this, I believe, uh, so you guys can watch that. It's uh, definitely a good watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, not so great for sure. Yeah, I'm like, well, this really does not celebrate 30 years of magic to me. But okay, and then they're shafting game stores because they're like. We're going to sell them direct, and we're going to give all WPN stores, everyone, one copy mm-hmm. of this for free. So they even get four packs. Ooh, if you're a premium Ooh. store, you get 12 packs. Okay. What game store has – does your game store have more than 12 people in it all the time? <laughs> like, so they can't even give them out. They doesn't give them out as prizes yeah. for a massive tournament or something. Like, like Lodestone could never do that. It's like, this is what I'm saying. They're, they're better off just opening them and giving them out as prizes or every single card that's worth money as a prize for a tournament versus... Yeah. Or the whole pack as a prize, but they probably could do more tournaments if they open them. Because, like, they do, like, the, you know, legacy for a dual land and they get, like, a bajillion people. So, like... Right. You could do that. And I, I'd, rather just, I'd rather just, you know, have a freaking actual dual land that I can, you know, use. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. 
Fun stuff. Yeah, that was an entertaining read when I when I saw that. I was just like, oh god. Well, that was a, that was a fun day at work because it was just the whole text chat was just blowing up. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Uh, so now we're going to talk about some Warhammer, I believe. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Warhammer cards. We're only going to do the mythic and rares. We're not going to do um, uncommons or commons, and we're only going to talk about the new cards. We're not going to talk about any reprints. There's a um, lot. There's, of actually, there's a lot of reprints. <laughs> so, like Darkness is being reprinted, which is cool. Yeah. Remember that card, the Black Fog. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like we would be here literally all night if we like did this whole set because it's huge. So yeah, uh, yeah it's like six, six commander it. decks. So it's like six hundred cards. <laughs> Uh, I think you can order them from Secret Lair. You might be able to buy them in stores too. The non like foil fancy versions. I'm not sure. Right. But anyways, if, if you want any of these Warhammer cards, it's another crossover IP. Luckily, it's only a commander set. <laughs> Lord of the Ring ones does seem cool to me. So hopefully it that does. Well, and it definitely I think kind of fits the Magic the Gathering aesthetic. So yeah, and then sure. so we got Warhammer. And then we still got to catch up. We'll get Infinity going, and then Brothers Wars coming out in like a month. There's <sighs> so. a lot. There's a lot. This is a busy time of year. So yeah, busy all time. <laughs> all right. So you want to uh, start us off with the first car here? We're gonna go all in right. order. We are. Yeah. So you'll be starting with white, ending with well, green, and then multi and artifacts. Um. So first up, we have. Celestine the Living Saint. Uh, it is four and a white for a three-four legendary creature who's a human warrior with flying and lifelink. And then it has an ability called Healing Tears, which is at the beginning of your end step, return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Very, very white flavored card for sure. Yeah, it seems really good in a life gain deck. Yep. Um, it itself has life link three, so you could just swing it and get something three of us back. Um, yeah, that's not bad. It's like a Sun Titan. Seems like a decent card. I don't, I haven't played Warhammer, so I don't know the characters super well in this, so I can't tell you if that's on on cue with what that character does in the game Warhammer. Yeah, I never played Warhammer 40k, so I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so you guys but, will have to tell us. Yeah, but that does seem like a decent magic card. Uh, next up, we got Defenders of Humanity. It's X, two, and a white for an enchantment. When Defenders of Humanity enters the battlefield, create X, two, two, white. Astartes? I'm probably butchering that. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Astartes, warrior creature tokens with vigilance. Um, and then X and two and a white, exile it, create X, two, two, White warrior creature tokens of vigilance activate only if you control no creatures and only during your turn. So enchantment, put X one ones or X two twos into play. If they board wipe, you can then use this again, basically. Yeah. So that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's kind of similar to like White Sun or something like that. Yeah, what is the the what is white sun X X white? Uh, I think it's one X, but I think it's X like in three whites, if I remember right. So it's basically. the same, like three and X. Yeah, basically. 
I think it's basically the same, except it shuffles, obviously, because it's a zenith. Right, where's this an enchantment? Yeah. So that's it, kind of comparable, I think. It's not bad. Yeah, so it's good. It's pretty good. It's playable in token deck. I think you'd play oh, that. totally. Yeah, definitely playable for sure. Um, next up we have for the emperor, it is three and a white for a sorcery creatures. You control get plus two plus two and gain vigilance and lifelink until end of turn. Um, so it's just basically like, uh, like a, almost like a white overrun, but with vigilance instead of trample, I guess. Yeah. Vigilance lifelink is good. Mm -hmm. All your dudes who do it's good in the token deck, obviously. Yeah, I mean these these honestly these three cards are real good for token deck, I think. For sure. Well definitely so the, these last two. The first one can be a life gain or token deck. Or yeah, I guess that'd be life gain, but yep. So far, uh white's definitely white. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next up is Space Marine Devastator. Uh it's three and a white for a three three creature Astartes Warrior. Uh, squad two as additional cost to cast a spell you may pay two any number of times when this creature enters the battlefield create that many tokens that are copies of it then it has grave cannon when space marine devastator enters the battlefield destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment okay so it's four for a three three that blows up an artifact or enchantment and you can keep and for every two mana on top of that you get another three three and blow up another artifact it's almost like an aura shards on a creature kind of yeah it's kind of cool yeah and it's basically like a kicker. It's kind of how it functions. It just copies yeah. itself. Yeah. I just so, don't, yeah. I don't it's know. Where, cool. yeah, where is this good? Like, would you. Uh, is 4 for a 3 3 blow up an artifact enchantment good? Well, because, like, what's. Uh, like, base level, so you don't kick it. 4 I for a 3 3 blow up an enchantment. Okay. Because what is. Uh, uh, what, what's, what is it? What's that card? Pride Mage? That's 2. That's and two and one. Or there's and well, the, and the three mana destroy. Three mana destroy yeah. is uh, the green I guy. I think that's pretty on par. So four so. mana, three, three destroy. Is, it's, yeah, it's probably on par. It's and then, okay. Okay, and then what, it, what would it is six mana, two, three, threes? Below two things. That's pretty good. I think that's dead pretty well. And then sure. eight mana, three, three, threes, blow up three things. Now that's... Pretty good. That's where you're starting to get there, and then yeah, ten I think, mana. I think, four, I think at the eight to ten, the mana more that, that you pay, out, it, the better it's going to get. The more that you pay, the, the more mana, value. A three you three get for sure. blow up something yeah. is fantastic. Definitely. So. Like once you get in those higher brackets, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, pretty much like it starts pretty you know on par, decent, but then like the more you go, the better it gets. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool card. I like that. Definitely great if you're. <laughs> Want to just hose somebody that's playing like an enchantress deck? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> plenty of tap out, blow everything up. <laughs> everything just dies. All right, next up we have a. <laughs> this looks like a miracle card. Uh, we have uh, Triumph of Saint Catherine. Uh, it is four and a white for a five-five creature that's a human warrior with lifelink. And then it has. Presidium uh, Protectiva. Oh, oh, that's like Latin or something. <laughs> uh, when uh, Triumph of St. Catherine dies, exile it and the top six cards of your library in a face-down pile. If you do, shuffle that pile and put it back on top of your library. 
So, it, okay, it is a miracle card. So, a miracle two. Yep. And it's a 5-5. Five, so, five. Okay, so, it's a 5-5 five, five lifelinker. When he dies, it on the top six cards of your library shuffle and then go on top. So, this is in your top six. And then you can miracle it for two when you draw it. Yep. That's so pretty two sick. Two and a 5-5 five, five that keeps coming back seems pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That seems very good. And like, gosh forbid like you that, have uh, Sensei's Divining Top or something, and you oh can cast God. this creature as an instant speed off the top you can, of your deck. You can just bust this so hard. <laughs> you, you, you will always miracle it. It's like miracles all over again. Remember that was a thing in Legacy? Yeah. <sighs> That's a, yeah. This is a good card. I this didn't even know they were bringing card. miracles back, but it's cool that it's on the card. Uh, right? I was looking at the board. I'm like, that looks like a miracle card. I'm like, oh, it is a miracle card. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, that seems good. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a really good card. So For far, sure. that's the best white card, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, by far. Uh, next up, we got Ultramarine's Honor Guard. Three and a white for a 2-2 two, two with uh, with squad two and other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Okay, so, okay, four so ma- the copy's four bigger. Four mana, 2-2. Two, two, Six mana, two three threes, right? Because mm-hmm. others. Yep. Eight mana, bunch of four fours. Three four fours? I don't know. I don't yeah. know if this is that good. Because even at ten it's, mana, it's like it's like you get what four five fives? Like mm-hmm. this doesn't scale quite as the the grav cannon. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't scale as well, I don't think. It's um, okay. It's, it's okay fine card. with other creatures, I think, but I don't know if just trying to pay it off with just him uh, quite right. works. Um, but maybe if you have some combo, like the dude that's like, whenever you make a copy, you make another one or something. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe it's good, but... Yeah. Oh, just just think the squad squad works with like, uh, like doubling season and something like that, right? Like... That you could you could bust it with that, right? Uh, let's see. When it enters the battlefield, create that many tokens. Yes, so you can double yeah. what you pay for squads. So you could bust it with double. That could bust the crap out of it. Yeah, <laughs> or like parallel lines. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's that that's the key. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> I'm also a little sick. So my voice might get a little raspy here, but I'm gonna power through it. <clears throat> Uh, next up, we have Vexilus Praetor. Uh, it is three and a white for a three, four uh, Custodes Warrior Creature with Flash Vigilance, and then it has Aegis of the Emperor, uh, which is commanders you uh, control have protection from everything. So, Progenitus. Yeah, so it's pretty good that it has Flash, so it's like four mana, protect my commander from anything. It's pretty good. Yeah, that seems that seems very good. Nice, Nice little card to throw in. Seems Especially like a, if you have a vulnerable uh, commander or commanders. Yeah, or if you have a commander that you don't want to dial, like like wrist loves to die. Yeah, so if you I if you have a commander thing. you really don't want to die, or that people target all the time, or that costs a boatload of mana, you might play this. Otherwise, it's there's yeah. better cards. But oh yeah, for sure. Okay, but, next up, it's decent. Yeah, next up we got Zephyrim. It's three and a white for a three-three human warrior. Uh, with Squad 2, Flying Vigilance, and Miracle 2. Interesting. Yep. Another Miracle card. So, 
if you miracle it, you could pay four for two three threes of flying vigilance. Yeah, that seems pretty good. That seems really good. <laughs> you getting three threes the... flying vigilance. Is that better than so entreat was what? One and X? Two uh, and no, X? I think it was two X, I believe. Two X and so every one mana you well, or no, four, well, four? the the miracle cost, I believe, was one X. The hard cost was like XX and like two or something like that. Right. Okay. Or XX three. I can't remember. So, so, so like, if you miracle that it was really good, but like the hard cost was not that great. Yeah, this is I think the same type of thing where it's going to be super good mm-hmm. if you can miracle it, and then you just for every extra two mana you have, you're dumping another three three flying vigilance. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the extra two mana isn't that bad either. It's still it's a no. pretty decent card. It's it's I think it's dead at okay. But the miracle is definitely very good. Sucks that it's three, not four. Because yeah. it still dies to bolt, but always got that equalizer. Does it but does it survive bolt? Right. <laughs> so of these white cards here, what do you think is the best one? Oh, it's it's Triumph of St. Catherine easy. Yeah, I think That's so. By too, far yeah. the best one. Like, and, just, and, and, then, they, and then the space they, green devastator. Yeah, unless they unless they exile that, you're gonna play it over and over and over. Yeah, it's just it just keeps coming. Like it's that's and it's a, a five five life linker. Like that's like, good. That's a win count on its own. Yeah. You just got to keep the game going, and as long as you keep drawing it, you're a okay. All right, we are on the blue. Um, so the first blue card we have is. Uh, Jenna Steeler Patriarch. Uh, it is four and a blue for a four-four creature. That's a, a Tyranid, um, and then it has uh, Jenna Steeler's Kiss, which is whenever uh, Jenna Steeler Patriarch attacks, put an infection counter on target creature defending player controls. And then it also has Children of the Cult, which is whenever a creature with an infection counter on it dies. You create a copy that's, or you create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a tyrant in addition to its other types. So you keep attacking with this, keep putting infection counters on things, and then when they die, you get tokens of it. Yep, you basically get it on your side of the field. As long as they don't kill this first. Yep. (laughs) So that can be Uh, pretty good. I think it's okay. I feel like this is just one of those cards that they're just going to kill it on site. Oh, so yeah. like it's, so that means it's I mean, it does survive bolt. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they're just gonna kill spell it easy. Path. It's a pretty good card though. Yeah, this is definitely a target that needs to be dealt with. Uh, next up, we got Lord of Change. It's six and a blue for a six-six demon with flying and ward three. And when it enters the battlefield, draw three cards. Seems really good. It's a blue That's demon. That's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, blue demons very interesting. I can't really think of any other of those. I think this is a lot better with something you want to cheat into play. I don't really want to pay seven for a six. Yeah, six this line. this wants to be cheated in for sure. But uh, if you can cheat this in somehow, you're gonna be drawing three cards, especially in like Brago or something. You cheat it in, and then you just oh, yeah. draw three, <laughs> draw three, draw oh, three. Man. <laughs> it's really, really good. And the ward three is really good. No yeah, it protects it. Yeah. 
So once this is on the field, it's it's gonna be a pain in the ass for them to deal with. So that's that's mm-hmm. good. So it's definitely a bomb, which is which is nice. Um, <clears throat> next we have Sister of Silence. It is four and a blue for a three three human knight creature with flying or sorry flash, not flying. Uh, and then it has an ability called the Psychic Abomination, which is when Sister of Silence enters the battlefield, counter target instant spell, sorcery spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. So it's literally Stifle. <laughs> well, I don't think Stifle can counter something, can it? Oh, no, yeah. So it's, it's Stifle or counter spell. Yeah, it's counter on non-creature spell, basically. Mm-hmm. And Well, non-creature, non-artifact, non-enchantment. Yeah. Not in planes. So it's it's very specific. But in when you use it to counter one of those four things, like since it's four specific things, you're probably gonna hit it most often. Most of the time you're gonna hit answer sorcery, probably. But you could be, you know, that guy that's like, all right, I'm gonna five mana stop your fetch land. Yeah. <laughs> total asshole. <laughs> oh, oh you're are you gonna strip mine me? Uh no, you just you just get rid of that. <laughs> Uh, last blue card is Vanguard Suppressor, three and a blue for a three-two warrior with Squad Two flying, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So that's the worst one, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, three-two flyers that draw you cards. You've seen that for you know, all over the place for forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best of these four blue cards? Um. Probably the Lord of Change. Just probably the Lord of Change. It. It's expensive, but it's good. Otherwise, if, I mean, otherwise the Gen Stealer probably. Yeah. I mean, the silence. Not very is okay many. Uh, not very many blue cards. It's kind of interesting how there's like none. Yeah, when there's <laughs> a lot of multicolor cards that are blue. Yeah, or there's a bunch of like commons or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So on a black. Uh, Next up, we have um, Anrek here, the Traveler. It is four and a black for a 4-4 four, four, uh, legendary artifact creature that's a Necron. Uh, and then it has Lord of the Furian Legions, which is whenever Anrak here, the Traveler, attacks, you may cast an artifact spell from your hand or graveyard by paying life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. So that's OP. Like yeah, even and good. using that as a commander is like artifact curic that basically. It's like literally like like this is how you play shit. <laughs> yeah. That's super good. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm gonna attack you and then I'm going to play my uh you know dark stark steel forge. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to play my uh, uh, Microsynth Lattice. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to pay 20 life. Whatever. <laughs> it'd be interesting because I don't know. Model Black Artifacts isn't really a deck, so it'd be interesting to build that yeah. deck. Yeah, it's usually like blue or white. So, yeah. Yeah. Or red. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Arco Flagellant. Two and a black for a 3 1 human with squad two. Can't block, and you can pay three life to gain indestructible until end of turn. So I don't know if I'd ever squad this. Do I want to pay two mana for a three one that could become indestructible? I don't block? know that 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 just turns into so much life you're paying. Like I don't even know if I want to pay three mana for a three one that can't block. <laughs> I know. 
it seems very eh. Yeah, it's very aggro, but you're paying three for Yeah, it, so. I don't... There, unless you find some way to abuse this again with the doubling season or something, I don't see you buying this. Yeah, that, that's... that's. This would probably be a card you take me. out of the deck, the pre-con deck. Too. Yeah, there's <laughs> way better stuff you can put in. Um, <clears throat> Next, you have Biotransference. Uh, it is two black black for an enchantment. Creatures you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you, you lose one life and create a 2-2 black Necron warrior artifact creature token. Yeah, so this combos with that, that first Antron one, yeah. guy. Yeah. That's pretty uh, sick. Super good, because then you can play all your creatures for life as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, this is going to be just literally a mana-less deck. You just yeah. lose life. <laughs> lose life, artifact, and creature deck. That's cool. All right, next up, we got Blight Grenade. It's four and a black for a sorcery. Destroy target creature, and then all creatures get minus three, minus three until end of turn. So kill one uh, thing, and then board, and then everything else gets minus three, minus three. That's not bad. Uh, seem, I don't know. What do you think about that mana cost? I wish it was only four, or if it gave minus four, minus four, it would be really good. Because, like, like Languish is three mana. Do everything minus four, minus four, I think. Three or four. Right. Well, like, get I to guess... hit the biggest thing on top of that. Right. And, like, Infest is three mana. Give everything minus two, minus two. So yeah, well, it's two that, mana. I guess it's, it's like a combination yeah. of that and an Edict, because an Edict yeah. is three. So. Yeah. Like a Terminator is two. So it's kind of yeah. like... I mean, or like last gasp from a terror, but you can hit anything. Yeah, it's it's decently mana cost. I think pretty yeah. on par. Yeah, so that's not bad for sure. It, it's definitely playable. It's good against tokens if you have like a token deck that you're going oh, against. Yeah. Let's wipe them out. <clears throat> um, next up we have our. Uh, this is still black. Okay, let's, let me move on. This, these look like artifacts. Uh, oh, it's because they are. It's <laughs> a <why>. black artifact. <laughs> it's a black why. artifact. Uh, next, we have a uh, Coronamancer. Uh, it is one in a black for a 1 1 artifact creature that's a Necron wizard with flying. And then it has uh, Atomic Transmutation, which is pay one and tap it, sacrifice another artifact, draw a card. And then it has Unearth Tune Black. Wow, I haven't seen Unearth in a long time. <laughs> so uh, if you. Don't remember what that does, because that's an old effect. Uh, so you pay two in a black, return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste, exile at the beginning of the next end step, or uh, if it would leave the battlefield, unearth only as a sorcery. Yeah, I haven't seen like, unearth since, like, like, what, you Alara? Can like run, you can, like, one turn it, basically, with haste. Yeah. like I think it was, like, Alara was, like, when unearth was a thing. Like, it was a lo- I was in college. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So, so far, this mono black deck looks like it's artifact theme, and it seems fucking sweet. It's busted. Like, I'm like, I like, this is a deck I might want to buy because, like, it's yeah. mono black. Black artifacts. is looking so cool. sick. Definitely. Uh, next up, we got Cryptek, three in a black for a 3 3 artifact creature Necron Wizard with pay one in a black tap, choose another target artifact you control or another artifact creature you control. 
When that creature dies this turn, return to the battlefield tapped under your control. Wow. Okay. So it protects your That's artifact good. creatures. Yep. That's really good. Definitely good. This whole deck seems great. Whatever yeah. deck this I mean, is, it's black. It's the one I want. It's one target one, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's like it's it's like having a mom like protection. Yeah, it's it's mommy um, for your artifact creatures. Like that's pretty cool. It's a little more expensive, but it's the same idea. Yeah, so, same yeah. basic thing. Protects your dudes, which is pretty great. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is definitely sick. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Great Unclean One. It is four and a black for a four-five demon creature with uh, reverberating summons. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses two life. Then, for each opponent who has left, who has less life than you, create a one-three black demon creature token named Plague Bearer of Nurgle. So, okay. What the so, heck? Interesting. <laughs> so five for a four five, and every end step, every opponent loses two life. Well, that's good. Yeah. And then if they have less life, then you get one threes. That's so it's just a, theme, it's a good. baby maker. Yeah, just it basically just sits there and is going to drain them until, mm. and then you're going to get a bunch Which, of one I mean, threes. Black likes to do that, so it's very Black-themed for sure. Next up, we got Illuminator Zerzas. Zerzas? Something Two in like the black for a 3-3 legendary artifact creature, Necron. Secrets of the Soul is its ability. It says tap, sacrifice another creature, add an amount of black mana equal to the sacrifice creature's mana value. So you can That's sacrifice your creatures to gain mana equal to the mana value. I mean, I think you know, do that if it's about to die, then you just get mana. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Do that in response to them killing it and playing mm-hmm. instant. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty good. Yep, seems good to me. Um, <clears throat> next we have Emotech, the Stormlord. Two black black for a 3-3 Necron legendary artifact creature with Therion. Uh Whenever one or more artifact uh, cards leave your graveyard, create two, 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 sorry, two, 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 black uh, Necron warrior artifact creature tokens. And then it has the Grand Strategist, which is at the beginning of combat on your turn, another target artifact creature you control, control gets plus two, plus two, and gains menace until end of turn. So this is another busted-ass artifact, dude. Really good. <laughs> yeah, really good. This syncs with, with like the other artifact theme very well. Uh, next up, we got Low Cost Heavy Destroyer. It is one black, black, black for an artifact creature Necron 3 2 with flying. When it enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature. So that's four mana with a lot of black pips. Mm-hmm. With 3 2 flying, each player sacrifices a lot of creature. Identity. And then it has Unearth for five and three blacks. So this is one you definitely have to play in a mono black deck. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, good luck getting all that. <coughs> this is definitely one that I wouldn't play other than in this deck where you can pay life or um, like Kyrick where you can pay life for all the black pips because having to pay four for that effect, like you can yeah. pay three or two. For a lot of those effects in black already, they just want it flying. Yeah. 
Um, the Unearthed is nice, though, because you can do it late game, but I don't know if I'm ever going to want to spend eight mana. It's a lot of mana, though. <laughs> you probably have something else at that point. You, you got something you can spend eight on that's way better, I'm sure, than this. So, um, <clears throat> Definitely limited in, in that regard, for sure. Uh, next we have, uh, Lich Guard. Uh, it is two and a black for a two, three Necron artifact creature. Uh, its ability is Guardian Protocols, which is three, uh, you pay three and a black. Sacrifice Lich Guard. Return all legendary creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. It's good in a legendary. Legendary Matters deck. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Next up, we got Mandate of Abandon. Three in a black for a sorcery. Choose target creature you control. Destroy all creatures with power less than that creature's power. So this is one-sided board wipe if you have the strongest creature. You pull over yep. up that. If you're already ahead. Decently <clears throat> cost, only four. Yep. Not bad. Pretty cheap, really. And that can be pretty powerful if you're... Uh... Only, only downside is you have to have a creature that's yeah. pretty big. Like if you don't, this is horrible. Yeah, you have you definitely have to like be. If you have just a one one, this ain't gonna do anything. That's yeah, gonna do shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next we have uh, Mortarion, uh, Damon Primarch. Uh, it is five and a black for a five six, Demon Primarch, uh, legendary creature. It has flying, and then it has. Primarch of the Death Guard, which is at the beginning of your end step, you may pay X. If you do, create X 2 2 black Astartes warrior creature tokens with Manus. X can't be greater than the amount of life you lost this turn. So if you lose life, you can create two twos with Manus. Pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, black likes to lose life, so. Mm hmm. There's a payoff for you. It also combos with the guy that you attack, play all my stuff for life, and then make a bunch of two-twos. Yeah, yeah I just make a bunch of dudes. Uh, next up, we got Necron Deathmark. Three black black for a 5-3 artifact creature. Necron with Flash. When it enters a battlefield, destroy up to one target creature and target player mills three cards. Oh, that's 5-3 with Flash. That's good for five mana. Mm. That is very good. Yep. That seems very good to me. <laughs> I'd play it. Yep. Well, for sure. Uh, next, we have Necron Overlord. It is two and a black, two black, black for a two five Necron Noble Artifact Creature. Um, it has Relentless March, uh, which is pay X, tap it. Tap X untapped artifacts you control. Target opponent loses X life. Damn. Seems good. It's a lot, of, a lot of stuff that you have to tap to do that. but Just mana and your artifacts. But, I mean, whatever. You can kill someone if you have a bunch of artifacts. You can like, literally kill somebody if you have enough, yes. Which, that's good. Uh, <laughs> next up is Nurgle's Conscription. Four and a black for an instant. Put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control, then exile that player's graveyard. 
<laughs> that's that's awesome. So yeah, well, let me get the best thing from your graveyard, and then goodbye, your graveyard. <laughs> that's so rude. I love it. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's that's amazing. It's decently um, mana costed for that too. Yeah, so, definitely not bad, and it's an instant that. too, which is also pretty nice. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Next, we have Out of the Tombs. That is two and a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two Eon counters on Out of the Tombs. Then mill cards equal to the number of Eon counters on it. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you can't, you lose the game. So every turn you're milling more cards, but you can't lose by decking. Yep. Interesting. So you better have a lot of creatures creatures back. (laughs) All right. Next up is Plague Drone. Three and a black for a 3-3 Flying Demon. An opponent would gain life. That player loses that much life instead. Haha! Anti your gain life decks. Yep. <laughs> no gaining life for you. Yeah, it's just that's just the the, the big metal finger to to life gain. <clears throat> Love that. Uh, next we have Poxwalkers. Uh, it is two and a black for a three-one zombie creature with death touch. And then it has Curse of the Walking Pox, which is whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, return Poxwalkers from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Well, the easiest way to do that is play your commander. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then you get this back. Yeah. Death Touch. Or, or like, Dredge. <laughs> well, that's not casting. It's just drawing. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's, that's... So. That's but if you like flashback something or copy yeah. a spell or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Primarius Eliminator. Four and a black for a 3 2 Astertes Warrior. When it enters the battlefield, choose one destroy target creature or creatures target player controls get minus two, minus two until out of turn. Probably just going to destroy a creature. Probably Unless they have a bunch of tokens or something. Yeah, it's minus two, minus two is kind of eh. Yeah. Right. Unless they have one ones or two twos, like yeah. Also, it's like five mana for a three two. I'm hitting yeah. one thing. I like, feel like okay. this is pretty pricey for what it does. Yeah, you, you can you can do better stuff for five. <clears throat> uh, next, we have Royal Warden. Is three black black for a three two Necron artifact creature. Uh, it has the Phalanx Commander. When a Royal Warden enters the battlefield, create two tapped 2-2 black Necron Warrior artifact creature tokens. And then it has unearth three black. Well, so you get two tokens and then two tokens again. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, it's I guess that's about well, what Unearth is that cheaper price. than the regular cost, at least. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny. I mean that's just encouraging you to play from the graveyard, which is which is nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next is Shard of the Nightbringer. <laughs> Five black, black, black. So eight a mana lot. for an <laughs> eight-eight creature. Catan. 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 Yeah. Catan is it like Cthulhu Tan. I don't know Catan. All right, flying it has drain life when it enters the battlefield. If you cast it. 
target opponent loses half their life rounded up and you gain life lost this way. <laughs> it's like a coup show for Commander. Yeah, pretty much. But you, have, but you have to cast it, which sucks. Instead of just dying. Instead of dying, yeah. It's a lot harder to cast. But, Especially I mean, if you're playing like a... You might put this in like a Jota deck because then you can just pay five for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, That's how you get around it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hard casting that, uh, that's a lot of mana. It is. I mean, it's not that hard if you have, like, a couple of coffers and stuff. But Oh, yeah, coffers makes it easy. But um, <clears throat> Next we have Shard of the Void Dragon, which is four black, 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 so one less than the last one, for a 7-7 seven, seven Catan creature with flying. And then as Spear of the Void Dragon, which is whenever Shard of the Void Dragon attacks, each opponent sacrifices a non-land permanent. And then it has matter absorption, which is whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield or is put into exile from the battlefield, put two plus one plus one counters on Shard of the Boy Dragon. So you're attacking, making them sack non-lands and hoping with their artifacts so it gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting. Definitely good. Fits the artifact uh, uh, theme going on here. Uh, next up, we got Scorpec Lord, two and a black for a 3-2 artifact creature, Necron Noble with Menace. Uh, other artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, oh, and have Menace, and it has Unearth for two and a black. That's not bad. Not bad. Give all your artifacts plus one, plus zero, oh, and Menace. Buff, buff stuff. Not a bad uh, cost for that either, which is pretty nice. Uh, next we have a uh, sloppity bile piper. Uh, it is three and a black for a three, three demon creature. And it has <laughs> jolly gut pipes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is uh, pay two and tap it. Sacrifice a creature. The next creature spell you cast this turn has cascade. Another old keyword. So if you don't know what cascade does, uh, is when you cast your next creature spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost, put the exile cards at the bottom of your library in a random order. Again, a keyword from like shards. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to have model black cascade card. You don't see that very often. No, that's that's interesting. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got Cesarek the Silent King. One black, 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 so four mana for a 3-4 legendary artifact creature Necrom with flying. Whenever Cesarek the Silent King attacks, mill three cards. You may put an artifact creature card or a vehicle from among the cards milled this way into your hand. Ooh, nice. It's pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. Get your, get your artifacts in hand, which is what you want for that kind of deck for sure. Uh, next, we have Tallyman of Nurgle. Uh, it is two and a black for a 2-3 Astardes Warrior uh, creature with lifelink. And then it has the sevenfold chant. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature died this turn, you draw a card and lose one life. If seven or more creatures died this turn, instead you draw seven cards and lose seven life. So that's literally a gristle brand. Yeah, except <laughs> you got to kill seven things. Yeah, kill seven things off, but... <laughs> That's not, that's not bad, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Next up, we got Technomancer. 
Five black black for a 5-1 artifact creature Necron Wizard. When it enters the battlefield, mill three cards and return any number of artifact creature cards with total mana value six or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's pretty good. That's not bad. Very uh, not sticky at all, but has a good ability. I mean, it's a 5-1, yeah. It's basically you're going to play it for seven and then get six mana of stuff from the graveyard. And yeah. you have a 5-1 on top of that. It's basically a six cost Genesis wave, so yeah, just about at least. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely play it for the effect. <laughs> Next up, we have their name is Death, which is three black, 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 or six total for a sorcery. Destroy all non artifact creatures. That's expensive. It's good in an artifact deck, um, yeah, bad, really bad against an artifact deck. <laughs> yeah, it is. six mana. Yeah, I mean, like, if it costs like five, it'd be about in the same place as like the non-dragon one. But the artifacts, I feel, come up more often than like a specific creature type. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's definitely worth it if you are playing the artifact deck, and you probably right. have the mana for it. Otherwise, yeah, you, you this the you, it's definitely a, cheaper than playing like a plague wind or something. So, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, their number is Legion X and black, 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 black. So X and four blacks for a sorcery. Create X tap two two black Necron warrior artifact creature tokens. Then you gain life equals the number of artifacts you control. Exile their number is Legion. You may cast. Their number is Legion from your graveyard. So for some reason, it gets discarded or something, you can still cast it. Yeah, that's cool. But the fact Uh, that it costs X and 4 is kind of crazy. (laughs) But in Artifact deck, you could gain a lot of life off that. Yeah. And in Artifact decks, you can have mana up the ass. Like, mana is usually not a a big deal. And that's what you're going to be playing this in anyway, so. Right. Uh, <clears throat> next we have a saga. Uh, it is called the war in heaven. It is three black, black, black or six total. Uh, chapter one is you draw three cards and you lose three life. Uh, part two is, yeah, that, that's definitely not bad. Uh, part two is mill three cards. And then part three is choose up to three target creature cards with total mana value eight or less in your graveyard. Return each of them to the battlefield with a Necrodermis counter on it. They're artifacts in addition to their other types. Hmm. I think the middle effect is lame. The middle three. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just setting and up. And then you basically like Protein three. Hulk, but for eight. Yeah. The first, the first step it's is fine. The first step is good. The set, third one is not bad. Yeah. It's a six mana. It's an okay card. It's these. If you need to bring part that two card, is literally it's okay. just make sure you have stuff for part three. So yeah. it's like whatever. I mean, you could just play a different like like instead of this card because it's cost six. I'd rather just play like Frixian Arena and like one bring right, that spell. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it'd be two lot. cards to equal this, but you don't have to wait three turns. Yeah, and it doesn't cost six probably. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Tomb Blade, four black black for a 5-4 artifact creature, Necroma Flying. When it deals combat damage to a player, that player loses life equals the number of creatures they control unless they sacrifice a creature. 
Ooh. And it's unearthed for six black black. That's kind of cool. Yeah, if they have, but I mean, if so, think of it this way: if they have zero creatures, they lose zero. Right. If they have one, they lose one. Two, they lose two. Like at what point? Like, because if they have five or more creatures, like they're probably okay sacrificing the worst one. Oh yeah. So I don't know how good this will be. It's definitely good if it can stick out there and keep swinging, but yeah, for sure. Like for the one swing, especially the the unearth the single swing, like against like a token deck or something, they're just going to sacrifice one of the tokens. Like (laughs) Uh, the unearth is probably not worth it unless they literally just got board wiped or or not even board wiped. No, because then it's like you just get in for five. Like yeah, no, that's because like the abilities can do zero. (laughs) So like I don't know, it's. I think it reads. I think it reads better than it actually is. Yeah, like, I it's don't think it's actually paper, very good. But yeah, in in reality, I don't know how this is going to work. Oh god, we're almost at the end here. <laughs> There's a lot of black cards. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Transin the Infinite. It is four black black for a four six Necron legendary artifact creature with Death Touch, and then it has Prismatic Gallery. As long as Trazen the Infinite is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all artifact cards in your graveyard. Hooey. That's that really can be good. really good. <laughs> Let me uh, tap my 4 6 Death Toucher for two mana because Soul Ring's in my graveyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, my, my Soul Ring, my Worn Power Stone, my, my Mana Vault, my this. Like, oh, yeah, this task for like 10 mana. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> then you just need an artifact with untap in there so you can keep using all yeah, the like pine or something like that. There's there's artifacts that do that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that seems good. Next up we got Triarch Stalker, three black black for a four five artifact creature Necron, uh with targeting relay. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent. Creature is attacking the chosen player. Have menace. Ooh, politics. Fine. <laughs> this is a politics card. If I've ever seen one. Yeah. Oh, everybody attack him. All your stuff will have menace. <laughs> hey, he's winning. Attack him. <laughs> yeah, attack him. Attack him. Don't pay attention him. to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's politics, great. I love, I love it. <laughs> and finally... We have Venom Crawler. It is three and a black for a 2-2 demon artifact creature with lifelink. And then it has Devourer of Souls. Whenever another creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Venom Crawler. So it just keeps getting bigger. I really wish it didn't cost four. Yeah, four for a 2-2. I mean, it's going to get bigger, though. Like, Yeah. What, and it has lifelink. I know. That's why I'm like, I really wish it was three. It'd be perfect, but or two mm-hmm. even would be really good, but... Two would be busted. <laughs> wow. Uh, black was a ride and a half. Holy shit. Um, yeah, black shows... Every one of these artifact cards is insane. Yeah, I think if I had to pick the best one, it's probably the first one, right? Where you can pay a life to cast artifacts. Mm-hmm. And then everything... The, the mythic on. rare and the mythic rare one is really good too. The mythic rare ones like the creating two twos when artifacts leave your graveyard. And yeah, this... putting artifact cards from your graveyard into your hand. Like so those are all good too. 
but they all work together. So if you play one, you yeah. probably play. They all build off each other. Like, like you know, obviously not all these are made for the artifact theme, but the ones that are are very good. Very, very like this is going to be a crazy artifact deck. Yeah. All right, it's so right. red time. Yeah. So first one we got aspiring champion three and a red for a three three Astartes warrior with a menace. Uh, when aspiring champion deals come damage to a player, sacrifice it. If you do, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle the rest into your library. If that creature is a demon, it deals damage equal to its power to each opponent. So swing, sack this, flip cards to get a creature, you get it. So this trades for a different creature. Yeah. And then if it's a demon, you get to dome somebody or everybody with the power. Well, if there's a lot of, uh, I, I do see some demons coming up. So it appears to be a few in this, at least in this set. So, yeah, but I mean, like, even so, even if you're not, it's like a polymorph deck, right? Like, you yeah, just like, all right, I'm gonna flip into Blight Steel. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, oh, oops, sorry, you yeah. lose. <laughs> or you can just put big demons in there, like, all right, flip into a big demon. Here you go, Rune Scar Demon. You all take seven. I draw a card or I get a card from my deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can that can be dirty easily. Yeah, it can be if you build it right. If it's if it's built correctly. <clears throat> Uh, next we have Bloodthirster. It is five and a red for a six-six demon creature, flying trample. Whenever Bloodthirster deals combat damage to a player, untap it. After this combat phase, there is an additional combat phase. Blood uh, Bloodthirster can't attack a player if it has already attacked this turn. So that's gross. No, it can't attack a player. It has already attacked this turn. Oh yeah, sorry, I, I read that wrong. So you can you can swing so you with can this, hit, somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so if you're playing commander, you can swing at one person, get another one, swing at the next guy, get another one, swing at the next guy, yeah. get another one, and then attack anybody, but just not with him. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is gross. So you would get four combat, the, four or five combat, all of the additional combat faces. Or just you know one on one, it's you swing, get one combat where this doesn't attack. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. Just think of this paired with like what is it, Marshall's anthem that also gives you additional combat phases. Yeah, that's a headache. This this can just get out of hand. Just yeah. combats left and right. It's like that's a six six flying trample. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> Next up, yeah. we got uh, Dark Apostle. Three and a red for a three-three, a Startes Warlock. It has Gift of Chaos. Three and tap. The next non-creature spell you cast this turn has Cascade. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Cool. Like that. Cascade. Yeah, big. Uh, if you got uh, something big to play, then yeah, put it on that. Uh, next up, we have Exocrine. It is X two red for a two-two. Tyranid creature. Uh, it has Ravenous, which is this creature enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. If X is five or more, draw a card when it enters. And then it has Bioplasmic Barrage. When Exocrine enters the battlefield, it deals X damage to each player and each other creature. That's pretty so good. That's pretty so cool. if you pay seven, or also you pay, what is it, eight mana? You're getting a 7-7 seven, seven and dealing 5 to everything else and drawing a yep. card. 
That's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty it's decent. It's pretty good. Uh, next up, we got Keeper of Secrets, five and a red for a six-four creature demon with first strike and haste. Whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, Keeper of Secrets deals damage equal to that spell's mana value to target opponent. Seems good in a yeah, copy deck. Yeah, copy that shit. <laughs> copy deck, foretell deck, playing your giant commander. <laughs> yeah, seems seems nice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next we have... Oh, Car- dude, this is... Re- you know, I just realized that's busted in? Uh, it's busted in Marith. Oh, yeah. Because Marith, every time you play him, he costs more. Mm-hmm. So every single time you play Marith, you're just going to ding for what you cast him for on top of that. <laughs> on top of Marith's already busted effects. Yeah, It's exactly. annoying. <laughs> Combo! <laughs> awesome. Alright, <clears throat> next we have uh, Karin the Betrayer. It is 3 and a red for a 5-1 Astarte's Berserker legendary creature. Uh, it has Berserker, which is Karin the Betrayer attacks or blocks each combat if able. And then it has Sigil of Corruption. When you lose control of Karin the Betrayer, draw two cards. Ooh. And then it has the Betrayer. If damage would be dealt to Karn the Betrayer, prevent that damage and an opponent of your choice gains control of it. Alrighty then. <laughs> so it's passed on the table a, and you're going to... This is a whack card. Attacks or blocks if able. <laughs> so this is just going to get passed around like crazy. Everyone's going to draw cards. That's insane. That's fun. It's definitely not good, but it's it's a fun card for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Knight Rampager. It's four and a red for a 6-5 artifact creature knight with trample. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Knight Rampager attacks that player this combat if able. When Knight Rampager dies, it deals four damage to target opponent chosen at random. So now I'm going to choose my attacks at random. That's who this is attacking, and if it dies, that's who it's dealing damage to. This is such a red card. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll the dice, see what happens. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Next we have Let the Galaxy Burn. It is X5 red for a sorcery. It has Cascade. Let the Galaxy Burn deals X plus two damage to each creature that didn't enter the battlefield this turn. That's interesting because you'll cascade first. So, yeah. If you cascade into something that won't get hit with damage. <laughs> right, because it's on the stack. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, because the cascade thing will come in first. That's why the way they worded it is it didn't enter this turn. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you cascade into does not get destroyed. But it's six oh. and X. Like, that's really. Cascade, so, for some, I mean... if you pay one. It's going to deal, it's, you're paying seven, you're cascading for six, and then it's going to deal three damage to everything that, that on the board, basically. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. It uh, seems like a lot of mana, but you do get yeah, a lot of Yeah, you do get a lot of stuff for it. So, so, I guess it pays off. Next up, we got Scream Killer, four and a red for a five-five Tyranid with Trample. Whenever you cast a creature spell with mana value five or greater... 
Scream Killer deals five damage to any target. Oh, so I get the Lava X whenever I play something for five. That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a 5-5 five, five with Trample. So yeah, definitely I'll not take bad. that. Yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> Finally, we have the Red Terror. It is three and a red for a 4-3 Tyranid Legendary Creature. It has advanced species. Whenever a red source you control deals damage to one or more permanents and or players, a plus one, plus one counter on the Red Terror. That's okay. Yep. It's good for burn. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to be doing. And then this thing just gets bigger. So of these red cards, not very many of them seem that good. Which one do you no. think is the best? Uh, I mean, that aspiring champion might be good if you build it right. Yeah. I mean, the Bloodthirster uh, extra combat's going to be good, too. Yeah, the Bloodthirster just can be busted if you're in the right scenario. A lot of these are very... Um, they're, they're all very expensive cards, too. They are. They're all very much like based on like a certain scenario. Right. All right, on to uh, green. Uh, we got Biophagus first. It's one and a green for a 1-3 human tyrannid wizard with geonic enhancement. Tap at one mana of any color. If this mana is spent to cast a creature spell, that creature enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. That's flipping good. That's awesome. <laughs> It's that two for, for like one a, three cast for any color. I play that. Oh, I guess a yeah. one one too. Cool. Seems good, especially for like creature based, which green usually is. So, mm-hmm. seems good to me. <clears throat> um, next we have Bone Sabers. It is two and a green for an artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature attacks, put four plus one plus one counters on. It. Oh my god! And equip three. So that, that is, is a high equip cost, yeah, but that's really very high good. Equip cost. It's a good effect, high equip cost. If you can find some way yeah. around that equip cost, it becomes a very good cost. Like SFM or something, if you pair it with white, maybe. Uh, yep. Uh, next up, we got Broodlord, X3 and green for a 3-3 Tyranidid with Ravenous. This creature enters the battlefield. X1 encounters on it. If X is five or more, draw a card when it enters. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, the street X one one counters among any other any number of other target creatures you control. So if you spend nine mana to draw a card, and you have an eight eight and five one ones on things, definitely a board. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a card like that. You spend your whole turn doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I rather I rather tooth and nail personally, but that's just me. right. <laughs> if you're gonna pay that much, you may as well just play your bombs. <laughs> uh, next we have uh, Clamavis. It's four and a green for a three-three human t- tyranid artificer creature. Uh, it has a prodameter hailer. Um, which is each creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus one counter on it. Oh, so it basically doubles everything. Doubles That's your one, one counters, yeah. Like that. Uh, next up is Horror Specs. Three 
and a green for a 2-2 Tyranid. Whenever another creature you control dies, put a plus plus one counter on it. And tap, remove X one one counters from it, add X mana of any one color. That seems Ooh, cool. That's nice. Little mana reserve for you. Yep. Green likes uh, likes mana, so that, that can be really good. <clears throat> uh, next we have Hierophant Biotitan. Holy crap, it is 10 green green. That is 12 CMC. 12. <laughs> 40, 12, 12. Uh, Tyranid creature. Uh, it has Frenzied Metabolism, which is as an additional cost. Like, you need an additional cost of 12 mana. <laughs> as an additional cost to cast the spell, you rem- remove any number of plus one, plus one counters from among creatures you control. This spell costs two less to cast for each counter removed this way. Okay. Uh, Vigilance Reach Ward 2. And then it has Titanic. Uh, Hierophant and Biotitan can be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Okay, that makes sense. That's why it costs 12. <laughs> Holy but shit. it doesn't have trample. Come on. I know. Like, what What green card doesn't have trample? It's huge. Like I'm going to remove like, 10, what, yeah. 10 things with the power. Oh, no, it costs two less. So five things five, with the yeah. power to get a 12-12 out for two mana. That is really good. It's still good, yeah. If you can get rid but of five on one counters, you can pay two for a 12-12 Vigilance Reach. It has board, that dude. much power and toughness. It's like, come on. <laughs> Next up, we got the Hormigant Horde. X and a green for a 1-1 Tyranid with Ravenous. Enters with X while encounters on it. If X is five or more, draw a card when it enters. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay three. If you do, return... Well, two in a green. If you do, return Horde from your graveyard to your hand. Oh, nice. That's really good, right? So, so they got the recurrence. One and X comes in with X counters. If you make it five... If you pay six, you get to draw a card. And then whenever it landfall, you could pay three to bring it back. That seems Is really good. Doing it, if it dies. That's nice. Yeah. Got the recurrence. Got the recursion built on it. Uh, next we have Lictor. It is three and a green for a three-three Tyranid creature with flash. Uh, it has Pheromone Trail. When a uh, when Lictor enters the battlefield, if a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control this turn, create a three-three green Tyranid warrior creature token with Trample. That's all right. Anytime you're an opponent. Oh no, when you flash it in, if they you get one oh you only get one three three, so yeah, you get two three threes for four. That's meh. Pretty meh. Meh. Very mediocre. Which is unfortunate. Next up is Nexos. One and a green for a two two human tyranid advisor. Basic lands control have tap at waste waste. That's super good. What's the downside? Spend this mana only on costs that contain X. Okay, never play this uh, card. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> had us in the first half there. Yep. <laughs> and then, it is good oh, with some of these cards in this deck where they have X in the cost. But If you're playing a deck that plays a lot of X cards, then sure. But otherwise, yeah. It's, it's that, that's too niche to really be played, unfortunately. 
Uh, next we have Old One Eye. It is five and a green for a six-six tyranid legendary creature with trample. Other creatures you control also have trample. When Odd One Eye enters the battlefield, create a five-five green tyranid creature token, and then it has fast healing at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase. You may discard two cards. If you do, return Old One Eye from your graveyard to your hand. Damn. Seems good. Six for a 5-5 five, five and a 6-6 six, six of Trample. And all your back. other shit also has Trample. Yeah, and it can come back if it dies. By just it comes back cards. very easily. <laughs> I like Except this. this we got Sporocyst. XX Green. Zero, zero Tyranid. With Ravenous. Defender. When edges of battlefield, search library for X basic land cards, put it on battlefield tap, then shuffle. So Damn. for three mana, you get one land. So because you got to pay two for every yeah, one. Because two for X, yeah. So three mana three is, is rampant one. growth. Five, Five is, two. is two. So that's like a. Explo- oh, that's one more than explosive vegetation. Yeah. You're not going to bring seven. Fuck no. Three. It's not worth it. Are you? That's definitely. And here they want you to pay X is five to get the extra draw card. So it's like, are you really going to pay 11 mana? No. To get a a five, five draw card and get five lands in? I can harmonize for four. Thank you. (laughs) And that draws three cards. Yeah. My God. I think this is an okay card as a one, one that puts one card in. That's the only like if you play this as three mana for a one one, that puts one land in. That's yeah. okay. If you pay the lower bracket tiers, it 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 works out with like what the fetches would be, but it definitely does not work out in the higher higher right at all. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um. So yeah, this is yeah, it's pretty mediocre, fortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, next we have uh, Termagant Swarm. It is X and a green for a zero zero Terranid creature with Ravenous again. Uh, it has Death Frenzy. When uh, Termagant Swarm dies, create a number of one one green Tyranid creature tokens equal to Termagant Swarm's power. So you make an X one an X X. X and then you make that many one ones. That's fine. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, the goal is to pay six mana so you can draw a card off of it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Turvigon X, one and a green for a zero zero with Ravenous and Trample. When it deals combat damage to a player, create that many one one green creature tokens. Oh, that's not bad. That's not that's bad. That's pretty either. good. That's like uh, that's Tana, uh, Tana's ability, I believe, in my Sidar and Tana deck. Yeah. So like you can play this as a well. If you pay, so if you pay seven mana, you have a five-five trampler that makes one ones when it hits five yeah. one ones when it hits. That's pretty good. That's, 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 that that works out well, definitely. Um, next up, we have Toxicrine. It is three and a green for a two-four Tyranid creature with Reach and Death Touch. And then it has Hypertoxic Miasma. All lands have tap, add one mana of any color, and lose all other abilities. 
I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like that's pretty good because a if if you're playing like a five color deck, that helps you a lot, right? B if if all of your opponents are playing multi color decks, whatever, because you're shutting off all their effects. Yeah. So. Especially if you're playing with ones that are like really troublesome. And and the two four reach death touch. So if if you really don't want it around, like if you don't want this around anymore, you can just swing into people or block something. Yeah. So easy. Pretty nice card, actually. I like, I like that. Uh, so next up, we got Tyrant Guard. Uh, three, three for. Or it's X and two and a green for a three, three Tyranid creature with Ravenous. Uh, sacrifice them. Creatures you control with counters on them gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Nice. Which is probably going to so, be most of them, especially if you're playing this You could 3 mana 3 3 this. You could 4 mana 4 4, 5 mana 5 5, 6 mana 6 6. Yeah. If you pay the 8 mana, you get an 8 8 and draw a guard. Most of the time, I think you're probably just playing this as three for a three-three, right? Yeah, I would think so. And just just to sack off if they try and blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of green? Um, there's some pretty crazy stuff in here, and there's also some very mediocre stuff. So it's kind of fifty-fifty. Um, obviously, the best five colors is black, but they had a million black cards, so. Black was like twice as big as the other freaking ones. Yeah. Old One Eye is really good, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's good. That That's good. There's a couple, like that freaking behemoth thing that was like a 12 12 was pretty sick. Oh, the Bio Titan, yeah. <laughs> it sucks it doesn't have trample, but on that, it's sick as hell. Especially since you can literally pay two to play it if you have the right kind of board, which is pretty yeah. cool. Well, that's it for the colored cards. Now we're on to multi. Um, I believe it's my turn, right? <clears throat> uh, so first of all, we have uh, Belisarus Cowl. It is two white blue for a 2-4 human legendary artifact creature. Uh, it has Ultima Founding, which is tap it. Tap two untapped artifacts you control. Create a 2-2 white Astaris warrior creature token with vigilance. And it has Master of Machines. Tap it. Tap X untapped creatures you control. Look at the top X cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Seems good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Artifact tribal again. Yep, yep. Definitely fits that. That definitely fits the colors too, of a traditional artifact deck. Yeah. Next up, we got Epistolary Librarian, two white blue for a three four Astartes Wizard. Uh, when it attacks, you may cast a spell with mana value X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Where X is the number of attacking creatures. Damn. Well, well if you have enough, you can play omniscience <laughs> for free. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that can definitely. Uh, Seems good in like blue white tokens or something. Yeah, 
that can definitely be set up really nicely if you have the right. Also decent in control because you just like attack and you know it's just him and just put like swords for free or something. Yeah, or like uh, embargo or you know one of those other control yeah. cards. <clears throat> well, it's any spell so you can even just play another creature. Yeah, you can really play another if you want. <laughs> because so it's also nice. Uh, next up, we have Kalidus Assassin. It is four blue black for a three three human shapeshifter assassin creature. The Flash. It has Polymorphine, which is you may have Kalidus Assassin enter the battlefield tapped as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it has. When this creature enters the battlefield, destroy up to one other target creature with the same name as this creature. So it literally just takes the place of it, essentially. Yep. It's okay. Yeah, it's alright. Next up we got Cybernetic Datasmith. One blue-black for a zero-one artifact creature, human artificer with protection from robots. <laughs> Protects you from robots. Robots. Okay. Interesting. Uh, blue and tap. Target player draws a card. Another target player creates a 4-4 robot token with this creature can't block. That's why it has pro robots. Because it's in the card. It's on the it's card. Like, it what on robots. earth in Magic the Gathering is a robot? <laughs> it's a 4-4 artifact token. I guess that. that. Can't block. Yeah, that's what it is. So I'm going to tap this. I'm going to draw a card, and I'm going to give you a 4-4 robot that can't block, and then I can block it with my 0-1. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, all right. Next we have Inquisitor Eisenhorn. It is 2 blue-black for a 2-3 human Inquisitor legendary creature. You may reveal the first card you drew each turn as you draw it. Whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery card this way, create uh, Cherub... Oh God. Cherubale, a legendary 4-4 black demon creature with uh, creature token with flying. Uh, whenever Inquisitor Eisenhorn deals combat damage to a player, investigate that many times. That's nice. That's pretty good. All right, not, next not, up. Not badly added either, which is good. Yeah. Next up, we got Blood for the Blood God. It's eight black, black, red. That's so it's 11 mana for an instant. With this spell, costs one less to cast for each creature that died this turn. Okay. Discard your hand. Then draw eight cards. Then it deals eight damage to each opponent and then exile it. This is like a crazy, uh, like, ultimatum, basically. Okay, so I'm trying to think of the best-case scenario here. So, best-case scenario is I probably play Damnation for four, blow up the eight creatures. At least eight creatures, so that this only costs three. So then you're paying a total of seven mana, and then you're going to draw a new hand of eight and deal eight damage to everybody. It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad, yeah, for seven. Basically, you're paying one less than, like, the number, which is pretty it is, good. It is an instance. So you could just do it in response to someone else board wiping, too. It's yeah, you don't, you don't even have to board wipe, which is so, sick. That's <laughs> kind of cool about it. That's, like, the best case scenario. 
<laughs> you have like no other cards in your hand. It's like okay, discard zero cards, draw eight. This is like the the crazy Yugi top deck right here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have Chaos Defiler. Uh, it is three black red for a five, four artifact creature demon construct with trample. And it has battle cannon. When Chaos Defiler enters the battlefield or dies for each opponent, choose a non-land permanent that player controls, destroy one of them chosen at random. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Destroy one at random. That's so weird. It's really weird. Random McRandomson. You, you want the full gamble deck? Well, here's a card for you. Yeah, yes. Our next up is Drock Nine. Four black and a red for a legendary artifact equipment. When it enters the battlefield, exile up to one target creature. Equipped creature has menace and gets plus X plus O, where X is the exile card's power. Equip is two cheap That'd equip cost costs yeah, a lot to get in very the expensive to play, though. But I mean, you can like miss, like, what is that Stoneforge Mystic? Get in, yeah, you can SFM it easily. And this when it comes in, you're gonna that. exile the biggest thing on the board, yeah, so it's gonna buff your things, and it's gonna be huge, which is pretty sick. Seems like an okay card, yep. If you got a big creature in play, especially because is it? You exile your opponent's best thing. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be yours, which is also good. Right. So, it's like get that shit out of here. It's gonna help me now. Yep. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Hellbrute. It is three black red for a five four. A start is Dreadnought artifact creature with haste, and it has sarcophagus. You may cast Hellbrute from your graveyard by exiling another creature card from your graveyard in addition to paying its other costs. So it's a 5-4 the haste, and you can play it again from your graveyard for 5 and exiling a creature? That's not bad. Yep, pretty sick. Next up we got Kill, Maim, Burn. Three <laughs> black, red for an instant. Choose one or more. Destroy an artifact. Destroy a creature. Deal three damage to target player. Okay, well, for five, I better be doing all three of those things. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty <laughs> high. If you're doing all three, if you're doing I guess all three, it seems works. pretty good. It's worth it. If you only get the destroyer creature and three damage, I don't know. It might be worth the five there. It's pushing it. So, one, two, three, four. Yeah, because like bolt being one, and then like destroying a creature and destroying an artifact, those both cost like two. So it, it works out. Yeah, if you don't hit all three modes, I don't see it. It's not really worth playing, but... Yeah, you, you really have to hit all three. Um, Next up, we have Lucius the Eternal. Uh, it is three black, red for a 5-3 Astarte's Warrior art of, uh, Legendary Creature. It has haste, and then it has armor of shrieking souls. That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> when uh, Lucius the Eternal dies... Exile it and choose target creature and opponent controls. When that creature leaves the battlefield, return Lucius the Eternal from exile to the battlefield under its owner's control. So this dies, and then it comes back if you kill the creature you chose. Yep. Uh, and I feel like if you're playing uh, red or black, uh, that shouldn't be too hard to do. So you no, just keep coming be. back. <laughs> 
Uh, next up is the Ruinous Powers, two black red for an enchantment. The beginning of your upkeep, choose an opponent at random. Exile the top card of the player's library. Until end of turn, you may play that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. When you cast a spell this way, its owner loses life equal to its mana value. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I'm playing stuff off of your guys' decks, and you're taking damage for it. It seems fun. <laughs> it does seem fun. <laughs> for sure. Uh, next up, we have Adelan Jackal. It is one red-green for a 2-2 human tyranid scout creature with uh, trample and haste. And then it has skilled outrider. Whenever Adelan Jackal deals combat damage to a player, you may search your library for a basic land card. Put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, that seems really good for only three mana. Yeah, pretty good. Too bad it's not legendary to be your commander. Yeah, God. Manifest commander deck. Uh, next up, we got Death Leaper, the terror weapon. Two red, green for a 3 3 legendary creature, Tyranid, with flash and haste. And creatures you control that enter the battlefield this turn have double strike. Nice. But only the ones that entered this turn, so you need haste on all the other creatures, too. Yeah. They, they got to have haste or something. <laughs> yeah. But if they do, then that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Mawlock. Uh, it is X red green for a 2 2 Tyranid creature with Ravenous. And it has Terror from the Deep. When Mawlock enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature and opponent controls. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Well, so you can fight someone. Yep. Get rid of those pesky creatures that are not blocking. <laughs> One red and a green for an enchantment. Shadow on the Warp is next. It's an enchantment. Costs three. One red and a green. For the first creature spell you cast each turn costs two less to cast. Whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, deals two damage to that player. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Your creatures cost less. They're non-creatures. Deal two damage to them. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Seems awesome. good for only three. Yeah, that's really cheap for that for that ability for sure. Uh, I want that in my deck. <laughs> right, like it's really good. Uh, I can't believe it only costs three. Like that, that's awesome. Uh, next we have assault. Intercessor. It is one white black for a 3-2 Astarte's warrior creature. First strike menace. It has chain sword. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, that player loses two life. Seems good. Yep, definitely seems good. Next up we got Commissioner Serena Rain. One white and a black for a 2-2 legendary creature human soldier. Whenever Commissioner Severino Rain attacks, each opponent loses X life, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. And as pay two and sacrifice another creature, you gain two life and draw a card. Ooh. That's a nice. lot on a that's, that's a lot on a three cause creature. Damn. Yeah, and it can be your commander. Freaking uh Orzov here fucking packing the punch. Jesus. Yeah. 
Next up, we have Company Commander, two white black for a 2-4 uh, human soldier creature uh, with uh, command section. When Company Commander enters the battlefield, create a number of 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens equal to the number of opponents you have. And it has bring it down. Whenever Company Commander attacks, creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn. Nice. A lot of death touch. Get a few one ones, and then all your stuff gets death touch when it attacks. It's pretty good. That's sick. Next up, we got exterminatus. 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 Yeah. Exterminatus. It sounds like a play on terminus. I feel. Yeah. It basically. Yeah. Uh, it's five white and a black for a sorcery. Non-land permanents your opponents control lose indestructible until end of turn. Destroy all non-land permanents. Damn. Yeah, I mean, let me, that, uh, let that me cost- get rid of all of your indestructible. I mean, a fucking better for it costing seven. Yeah. My God. And it being a sorcery. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yeah. The only downside is that it's a sorcery. I really wish it was an instant because then, like, if it was an instant, that'd be way more worth it. If it was an instant, you could be like, okay, someone board wipes and they play the okay, instant, hexproof, indestructible, and then you could be like, instant, they lose uh, it. No, they lose it and they still die. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good board wipe otherwise. Just uh, you better have the mana for it. But it gets around dark steel and blight steel at least. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're about to lose the game. It's totally worth it. Uh, next up, we have Naam Shimerad. It is two white black for a 3-3 human rogue legendary creature. And it has rogue trader. Whenever Naam Shimerad deals da- combat damage to a player, you may have that player return target permanent card from their graveyard to their hand. If you do, that player chooses a permanent card in your graveyard, then you put it onto the battlefield under your control. Damn. So they get any permanent card from their graveyard to their hand, and then they they pick a card in your graveyard to put on the battlefield. Yep. Interesting. So you're Interesting. Gonna, you're gonna, they're going to get their best thing back in their hand. And you're going to get your worst thing in play. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> how good that is. Seems like a rogue trade to me. <laughs> yeah, rogue. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Uh. All right. Next up is the Sister Hospitaller. Four white and a black for a three-two human cleric. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, return to a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and you gain life equal to its mana value. Nice. So you get a creature back, and instead of losing life, you gain life. That's kind of nice. It's pretty good. Not bad at all. Uh, next up, we have uh, Sister Repentia. Uh, Repentia. Repentia. Uh, it is three white black for a 5-1 human warrior creature with martyrdom. When Sister Repentia dies, you gain two life and draw two cards. And then Miracle... Orzov, white black. So 
I feel like this is good if you miracle it because two yep. for a five one. And when it dies, you gain two, draw two is really good. But five mana for that seems horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not great. <laughs> definitely, definitely want to miracle it. And it's pretty great, actually. But, yeah. That's not always easy to do. Uh, next up, we got Chaos Mutation. Three blue and a red for an instant. Exile any number of target creatures controlled by different players. For each creature card exiled this way, its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. Put that card under the battlefield, then puts the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order. So it polymorphs a bunch of things at play. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yep. Any number of target creatures controlled by... Yep. Is it random or do they choose? No, it's just you just flip it off. You get to choose all the targets. Okay. That's well, yeah. So it's kind of a it's a chance. Then basically, you're hoping that what they get is worse than what's on the field, right? Yeah, you're hoping that they get worse than what's on the field, or you target all your own. You do it yourself, and you hope you get better stuff. Right. So, yeah, it's chaotic, all right. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Could be good for you or really I bad. I think that's how it works. Any number of target creatures controlled by different players. I think that's how it works. It could be you can just choose one from every player. I don't know. Like, but then oh, that's how I'm reading it. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it's you could choose any number of any targets yeah. controlled by anybody, which is weird that it says by different players, though, because like that yeah. doesn't need to be there, but... Whatever. That's uh, clarifying. So that might be a rules clarification or Oracle text clarification. You got to yeah, up on for sure. Works, but... Um, yeah, that that could be interesting. Love to see how that turns out. Um, next up we have Exalted Flamer of Tzine Tzine. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh, it is two blue red for a two four demon creature. Um, it has sorcerous inspiration at the beginning of your upkeep return an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard to your hand and it has uh, fire of that uh, <laughs> whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell uh, this deals one damage to each opponent so at the beginning of your upkeep you get an instant sorcery back and then when you cast an instant sorcery, you ping some, you deal damage to everybody. That's pretty good. It's like yeah. better snipe kind of. Basically, definitely built around um, real nice. Next up, we got Garrison Starn Keller Morph. One blue red for a three-two legendary creature, Tyranid Human, with Ward Two, and whenever another sorcery control deals exactly one damage to a permanent or player. This deals two damage to that permanent player and set. So you have Pinger Tribal Commander now. <laughs> yes. We got prodigal sorcerers. Got my prodigal sorcerers and all those red ones that do the same thing. And all those Pinger deck. All the ones that tap deal one, now tap deal two. <laughs> that's got a commander that's, for it. That's funny. <laughs> 
just put all the pingers in this deck. And I put yep. in a freaking like stinging reef or whatever that is, and yep. yep. all the stuff. People, have. people have that deck already, but there's no commander for it, so they just pick no, something. Now there's a commander. Now there is. So Perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just ping it right on down. Oh my god. Uh, next up, we have Magnus the Red. It's three red blue for a four five demon patriarch, uh, or, or sorry, demon primarch legendary creature with a flying. Uh, has unearthly something. Power. Oh, it's power. I couldn't read it. I'm sorry. The italic messed it up. Unearthly power. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each creature you control. Then it has Blade of Magnus. Whenever Magnus the Red deals combat damage to a player, create a 3-3 red spawn creature token. Yeah, so your sorceries cost less for all your tokens, and then it makes yep. tokens, so token tribal. Yep, very nice. Make your shit cost basically nothing. Uh, next up we got Mutilith Vortex Beast. Four blue-red for a 6-6 mutant beast with trample with warp Vortex. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each opponent you have. For each flip you win, draw a card. For each flip you lose, deal three damage to that player. <laughs> so it'll be like, James, flip a coin. All right. <laughs> I win it. I draw a card. I lose it. You take three. So it's like heads I win, tails you lose type of thing. That's funny. <laughs> Damn. It's like uh, it's like uh, mana crypts, but in, but drawing cards instead of mana. Right. <laughs> tapping for three. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, next we have pink horror, and it's three blue red for a four four demon horror creature with Cory uh, costing flames. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Pink Horror deals two damage to any tar- uh, yeah, any target. And it has split. When Pink Horror dies, create two, two, two blue and red demon horror creature tokens named Blue Horror with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this creature deals one damage to any target. So it literally just keeps going. Why are the, why? Okay. So you have a pink horror, and when it dies, you create two, two, two blue and red horrors that are called blue horror. Why isn't one called blue and one called red? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would make more sense. Uh, okay. All right, next up is uh, Zangor Shaman. Two blue and a red for a 3-3 three, three mutant shaman with flying. When it deals combat damage to a player, copy the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn when you cast it. You may choose new targets for the copy. It's pretty good. That's yeah. Copy. In, get copies. Copy that bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That matches lots of decks. Uh, next, we have Winged Hive Tyrant. It is three blue red for a four four Tyranid creature with flying and haste. The will of the hive mind, which is other creatures you control with counters on them, have flying and haste. Nice. Nice. Give all your stuff with counters, flying and haste. Five color, one one counter deck. Here we come. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up is Zonathrope. X 
blue red for a zero zero tyranid with a ravenous flying ward two when it enters the battlefield deals x damage to any target so seven mana five five draw a card deal five damage flying ward two seems okay pretty decent yeah definitely playable <clears throat> uh next up we have gargoyle flock it is two green blue for a two two Tyranid gargoyle creature with flying, and it has Sky Swarm, which is at the beginning of your end step. If a creature entered the battlefield under your control this turn, create a 1 1 blue Tyranid gargoyle creature with flying. Creature token with flying. So at the end step, if you play the creature, you get on a 1 1. Okay. Not, Not bad. bad. Cost 4 for a 2 2. Like, eh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, the turn, you, the turn you play this, you're going to get a 1-1, one, one, though, right? So it's like yeah. 4 for a 2-2 two, two and a 1-1, one, one, the flying. Yeah, that's not, not bad. too bad, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Malanthorpe. Malanthorpe. 1 green-blue for a 2-2 two, two, Tyranny with flying. And when it enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on it for each creature card exiled this way. Ooh, Nice. Yeah, this can this can get to be a big flyer. Yeah, big big boy if it's a creature based deck. <laughs> or it can just be a two two flyer. But yep. Exile's a graveyard. Exile you hope there's creatures in it. Uh next up we have Ravener. It is X Green Blue for a zero zero Tyranid Flash uh Tyranid creature with Flash and Ravenous. When Ravener enters the battlefield, target creature attacks target opponent this turn if able. That's interesting. Okay. So you can flash it in and force your opponent to attack somebody else. Yeah. It's okay if you just play two to do that versus mm-hmm. playing yeah, creature. Just play it as a spell, basically. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Tyranid. Heriodan, four green blue for a four four Tyranid with flying and ward four. And whenever Tyranid Heriodan or another Tyranid you control does combat damage to a player, create a one one blue Tyranid gargoyle creature token with flying. That's good. Yeah, it is really good. Ward Tyranid four. Tribal. Damn, that's a lot of mana you have yeah. to pay to deal with it. Yeah, and every time your tearing nids hit, you're gonna get one ones so flying. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So, there's your tearing at tribal deck. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> next up, we got Tyranid Prime, and it's one green blue for a zero four Tyranid creature with evolve. Um, so that's another keyword. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under control, if that creature has greater power or toughness than this creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. And then it has Synapse Creature, which is other creatures you control have Evolve. And evolve is all the way back. I can't that's, remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that's really old. I honestly can't even remember what it's from, but it's old as hell. <laughs> it's like, I it's forgot the that was the... even a keyword. What the heck is it? It's either like gate crash or something, or uh, what is that? It's one of those older sets like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but other creatures having evolve is good. 
That's Every sick. time you play something bigger, everything's going to get bigger. Yep. Like guaranteed. <clears throat> Uh, next up, we got The Birth of Imperium. It is two white, blue, black for a saga. Uh, the first chapter is create a 2 2 creature token with vigilance for each opponent you have. Second chapter is each opponent sacrifices a creature. The third chapter is draw two cards for each opponent who controls fewer creatures than you. So, this, I don't know. Because it's like, okay, I make three two twos, each one mm-hmm. sacks creature. I maybe draw two to six cards. You might get the last part if you're lucky. I feel like if you're getting the last part to draw six cards, you're probably already ahead in the game and you didn't need to play this card. Yeah. This is this is a very much you win if you're ahead. Yeah. So like, I don't know how much you actually need to play this card. Yeah, this this card is whatever, I guess. Um, next up, we have Inquisitor Greyfax. It is one white, blue, black for a 3-3 human Inquisitor legendary creature with vigilance. And then he has unquestionable wisdom. Other creatures you can control get plus one, plus O, oh, and have vigilance. And then he also has hunt for heresy, which is tap one and tap him. Tap target creature and opponent controls. Investigate. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Buffs your dudes. And you can tap down an opponent's dude and investigate. Yep. And the vigilance is nice too. Next up, we got Marnius Calgar, two white, blue, black for a 3 5 legendary creature, Astartes Warrior with double strike. Whenever nice. one or more tokens enter the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. Oh, God. And it has pay six, create two, two, two white. Warrior creature tokens with vigilance. It seems really good. It does seem pretty good. Like, okay, I'm gonna play this in a token deck and just keep making tokens and drawing cards. Double strike is nice. Yeah. Draw cards. And yeah, even the last part's not bad because they also have vigilance. Right. I mean the, the last part is six make two two twos draw one card, whatever. It's going to be better if you have a bunch of like pay one mana, make one, one, one. Pay two yeah. mana, make one, one, two, one, ones. And then every time you're doing that, you're drawing cards. It's on top of it. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, that's, that's where it becomes good. Card has the whole package, though, so that's pretty nice. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have The Flesh is Weak. It is two white, blue, black for an enchantment. When the flesh is weak, it enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Creatures you control with plus one, plus one counters on them are artifacts in addition to their other types. Non-artifact creatures get minus one, minus one. Nice. Just kill off all our tokens. Yeah, and it's an artifact deck. Yep, and now you, you magically are an artifact deck. <laughs> yep. All right, uh... A bad in the despoiler is next. Two blue, black, red for a 5 5 legendary creature, Astartes Warrior with Trample. During your turn, spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have Cascade, where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. Okay, so you have to deal damage to your opponents first before yep. your stuff has Cascade. Interesting. It seems a little bit better than that guy where you swing and then everything has cascade after you swing with him. 
Yeah. Just because, like, you could just, like, ping people for damage. Sit around to attack. Yep, yep. Uh, next up, we have Belakor, the Dark Master. Does three blue, black, red for a 6-5 Demon Noble legendary creature with flying. And he has the Prince of Chaos. When Belakor, the Dark <coughs> Master, enters the battlefield, you draw X cards and you lose X life, or X is the number of demons you control. Uh, and then he has Lord of Torment. Uh, whenever another demon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. That's a yeah, lot of so this seems like demon tribal awesomeness, Commander. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I definitely would play this deck. Seems cool. That is a lot of shit in one card. Like, draw a, bunch, draw a bunch of stuff for demons, and then it has the payoff for whenever you're playing a demon, you're doing damage, which is what you yeah. want. It's kind of like six, the dragon's yeah. guy, except for it's for demons. Right. And it's six for a six five, which is not bad. Yeah, with flying. It's good. With flying. And all of this other shit. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the, the Horus Hersey. Hersey. Heresy. Uh, Heresy. For three and Grixis, so three, blue, black, red. Uh, first chapter is for each opponent gain control of up to one target non-legendary creature that player controls for as long as this remains in the battlefield. Chapter 2. Draw a card for each creature you control but don't own. 3. Starting with you, each player chooses a creature. Destroy each creature chosen this way. So you're going to get three things basically for two turns yep draw three cards and then we're gonna blow four things up i think it's not bad it's not horrible it's not great yeah it costs a a lot mediocre card in my opinion i would be surprised if i saw it played against me but i would be like whatever yeah these sagas so far are kind of eh not really hitting it for me. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Magus Lucia Kane. Uh, it is one green, blue, red for a 1-1 one, one human tyranid wizard legendary creature. Uh, it has spiritual leader, which is at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. And then it has psychic stimulus, which is tap it. Add two waste. Uh, when your next, when you next cast a spell with X in its mana cost, or activate an ability with X in its activation cost this turn, copy that spell or ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. So again, this good. is uh, very much like that. X spell matters, which is interesting. Or you can just make it 1-1 one, one counter. The first better. part's fine, honestly. I'd play it for that. Uh, next up, we got another saga. The first Tyrannic War. Two green, red, blue. So two and teamer. Uh, chapter one is you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield if its mana cost contains X. It enters the battlefield with a number of 1-1 one, one counters on it equal to the number of lands you control. So that's actually pretty good. 
It's playing yeah, X-, X card and it's going to have more encounters equal to the thing. <laughs> and then mode chapter two and three is double the number of each kind of counter a target creature you control. So put something in for free, put counters on it, the lands I have, double it, double it, and I still only paid the five mana. It seems pretty good. Not bad at all. It's like a single target doubling season, kind of. Yeah, that's so far that's the best saga, I think. Yeah, that's by far the best saga we've seen so far. <laughs> it's actually, like, decent. Yeah. <laughs> all the other ones have been just, like, whatever. Uh, next up, we have the Swarm Lord. It is three green, blue, red for a 5-5 five, five Tyranid legendary creature. Uh, it has rapid regeneration, which is the Swarm Lord enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. And then it has Xenos Cunning. Whenever a creature you control with a counter on it dies, draw a card. So, uh... If you have a cheap costing commander, uh, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's pretty nice too. Well, it it enters mm-hmm. with. So I think this is like a. They didn't want to make a real merit. They learned a mistake with merit and it being too good. So like, we'll give it two on my counters for each time you cast it. <laughs> yeah. It coming in equals its mana cost and it costs me more every single time. Like, um. That's pretty good. Yep. I'd play that as a commander and then just have a counters matter deck. Oh, yeah, for sure. So multicolor, lots of good cards. I think the demon card is <laughs> the coolest. I definitely want that. would want to play that deck. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of cool stuff here, though. There's, um... Yeah, God. There's a lot of multicolor cards. So lots of potential, uh... Some are kind of mediocre, but there's a lot that are actually pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, so yeah, cool stuff for sure. Um, so on to artifacts here. We got the first one is Canopatek Scarab Swarm. It's four for a one-one artifact creature insect with flying. When it enters the battlefield, you exile target player's graveyard. For each artifact or land card exiled this way, create a 1-1 insect artifact creature token with flying. So it's similar to that multicolor one, except for this is colorless insect artifacts, and this is an artifact itself, so you can play it in any deck. Yep, which is pretty cool. Nice having another card that does similar stuff. Flipping the page, all right. Um, Next up we have... uh, Canoptic Spider. It is five for a four-four artifact spider creature with flying, <laughs> flying spider. That's terrifying. Um, so it has uh, Fabricator Claw Array. Whenever another non-token artifact creature or vehicle enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. That's okay. It's pretty good. You get to draw cards. Drawing cards is always good. Uh, next up, we got the Canopec Tomb Sentinel. Four for a 4-3 with Vigilance, Artifact Creature, Insect. Uh, when it enters the battlefield from a graveyard, exile up to one target non-land permanent. And it has uh, Unearth for seven. So the first time you play it, it's four for 4-3. Four, Unearth it, it's four for 4-3. Four, you get to exile something. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's seven for 4-3. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. 
It's it's fine. It's whatever. <coughs> uh, next up, we have Canoptic Wraith. It is three for a two-one Wraith artifact creature with Wraith form. Canoptic Wraith can't be blocked. And then it has Transdimensional Scout. When Canoptic Wraith deals combat damage to a player, you may pay three and sacrifice it. If you do, search your library for up to two basic land cards with the same name as a land you control. Put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Well, it's unblockable at least. Yeah, unblockable is nice. So three for two ones, swing in, pay three again. Sag it, get two lands of a land you already have out. Yeah, which is... Unless you're playing a mono deck, I'm not yeah, sure I don't what you want. Why you want to play this? Yeah, yeah. Like I really like, need more of those planes. Unless you're not playing, not playing green and don't have very good mana ramp, but yeah. But then you should just make your deck better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got Convergence of Dot Dominion. Uh, three mana for an artifact. As long as you control your commander. Activated abilities of cards in your graveyard cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that ability's activation cost to less than one mana. And it has pay three, tap it, mill three. Interesting. So graveyard effects matters, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it makes all your unearths cost less, too. Yeah, which is awesome. Because unearth is usually pretty high cost, so that's that's nice. Also flashbacks, all that stuff. Does it work for... I don't know. Is does dredge have a cost, or is that just you draw? Oh wait, no. It says activated abilities, so I don't know. Dredge mm-hmm. doesn't have a cost, but uh, so that means um, like flashback won't even work because that's a spell cost, that, isn't it? Or is that I, an ability? I don't know. I need. Like, it might work with flashback. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Definitely works with unearth. Unearth is definitely an ability. <clears throat> yeah, there's some interesting stuff you can do with that, I think. Right here in a deck, I'm sure you can make it work pretty nice. Uh, next up, we have uh, Cryptop Thrall, or Crypto Thrall. It is four for a 3 3 construct artifact creature with protector. Other artifact creatures to control have hexproof, so that's nice. Yes, yeah, so you gotta hit it first. It gotta die first. Uh, next up, we got Ghost Ark. Four for a three-three artifact vehicle uh, with flying, and whenever Ghost Ark becomes crude, each artifact creature card in your graveyard gains unearth three until Holy end of turn, shit. and it has crew two. That seems each good. artifact creature card in your graveyard gains unearth three. Damn. Yeah. So then, and then if you have the other thing about, you only have to pay one. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a fucking wombo combo. Yeah. Pay one mana, swing with an artifact, swing with an artifact, swing with an artifact. Really cheap crew cost, too, which is pretty nice. Yep. Um, next up, we have Inquisitorial Rosette. It is two for equipment uh, artifact that's an equipment. Uh, it has Inquisit- Inquisition Agents. Whenever equipped creature attacks, create a 2-2 white Astartes Warrior creature token with Vigilance that's attacking. Then attacking creatures gain menace until end of turn. It has equipped three. So it's decent cost, and uh, you get a bunch of other stuff attacking. Okay, you get a 2-2 attacking, right? Yeah. 
and then everything gets menace. It's that's okay. Not, that's that's it's okay. That's fine. Yeah. It seems like I would rather just play Brimaz. Like, yeah, Brimaz is better. <laughs> but, Hero of Bladehold is better. Yeah. Uh, and then for that cost, I can play a sword, which is far right. better. <laughs> so, yeah. There's better uh, stuff. Next up is Night Paladin. Five mana for a 6-6 six, six artifact vehicle with Trample. Uh, when Night Paladin enters the battlefield, it deals four damage to each opponent, and its crew cost is just one. Damn. That's a cheap crew cost. That's a good card, right? That seems good to me. I mean, it does cost five, but it deals four damage to everybody, and then you have a 6-6 six, six Trampler. You just have the crew with them, your wimpy on one token. Like a freaking token? Like, okay. Yeah, then you get the 6-6. Six, six. Seems good. Yeah, seems good to me. Uh, next up, we have Necron Monolith. It is 7 for a 7-7 seven, seven artifact as a vehicle. It has flying and indestructible. Uh, and then it has Eternity Gate. Whenever Necron Monolith attacks, mill three cards. For each creature card milled this way, create a 2-2 black Necron Warrior artifact creature token. Crew four. So you literally can just crew it with the tokens you're making. Yeah, but you have to, swing with, sick. You have to swing with yeah. it once first. Right. I mean, you have to do, yeah, you have to crew it with what you have first, and then it just perpetually just crews itself, which is right. pretty nice. Uh, next up is Reaver Titan, 7 for a 10-10 artifact vehicle. Uh, void Shields, which means protection from mana value of 3 or less. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's and pretty then nice. Gatling Blaster, whenever Reaver Titan attacks, it deals 5 damage to each opponent. Jesus. Crew 4. So Crew 4, get a 10-10 with Swings, deal 5. I'd say that's a pretty that's good pretty deal. Good. That's pretty good, too. That's a, that's a lot, of, lot of power. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a headache to deal with. Uh, next up, we got Redemptor Dreadnought. It's a five for a four-four Astarte's Dreadnought artifact creature. Fallen Warrior, as an additional cost to cast the spell, you may exile the creature card from your graveyard. It has Trample, and then it has Plasma Incinerator. Whenever Redemptor Dreadnought attacks... If a card is exiled with it, it gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the power of the exiled card. It's pretty good. <clears throat> Not bad. Seems pretty powerful. Uh, next up, we got Resurrection Orb. Two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has lifelink. Whenever an equipped creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Equip cost four. High equip cost, but it basically it's gets a, regen. Yeah, really. Yeah, really good effect though, but a high mm-hmm. equip cost. And has life. Yeah, if you could cheat cheat that equip cost, like in yeah. that equipment deck. SFM this is, bitch, is that's bonkers. for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this if it's cheated, and this can be really good. Uh, next up, we got Scepter of Eternal Glory. Uh, it costs four for a legendary artifact. Tap it. Add one mana of any color. Tap it at three mana of any one color. Activate only if you control three or more lands with the same name. Well, so that's kind of that seems easy cool. enough because you're probably gonna play three yeah. basics in your deck, right? Oh, I would think so. 
So like you might play this on a monocolor deck even because it's like okay, four for a three mana of the color is mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it's, that's, I don't know. It costs four, so it's like basically it turns into the the gilded lotus, right? Gilded but lotus, the gilded yeah. lotus costs five, so it's one less than that. So if you play gilded lotus in your deck, you might play consider playing this if you play enough like basics to trigger that. Yeah, you if you don't, need... you're not playing it, right? Like mono basics. One is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's bad. <laughs> like, like instead, you just play Chromatic Lantern. Like yeah, so or like uh, freaking Hierarch or something that costs like two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Golden Throne, four mana for a legendary artifact. Uh, if you would lose the game, instead exile the Golden Throne, and your life total becomes one. And then it has tap, sacrifice a creature, add three mana in any combination of colors. That seems really good, right? That does seem tap, really good. Tap, sack a creature, get three mana. That's pretty decent. That's really good. And then if you just happen to lose, you become at yeah. one. I mean, that doesn't always work, but like that seems good. Just like it, like because like people play uh, what's that the one the Frixian Altar, but you can do that infinite yeah. times. You just get one, right? But this yeah. is yeah, you get three mana, but you can only use it one time because you have to tap. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. That's, that's good. I'd play this. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Trading my tokens for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that any day, man. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Thunderhot Gunship. Uh, it costs six for a six-six vehicle artifact, artifact vehicle with flying. When Thunderheart Gunship enters the battlefield, create two. 2-2 two, two white Astartes warrior creature tokens with vigilance. Whenever Thunderhawk gunship attacks, attacking creatures you control gain flying until end of turn and it has crew 2. So, that's pretty sick. So, uh, what do you think of artifacts? These artifacts are pretty awesome, for the most yeah. part. Some of and these then, vehicles are crazy, man. Yeah, some of the vehicles seem cool. I think that Reaver Titan seems awesome. Yeah, Reaver Titan is sick. Like especially with that, if you put sick. that in that that new vehicles deck, where like you can crew it for like just like the one guy, like yeah, All right, I'm gonna crew this, and then I swing, deal five to everybody, and it's a ten ten coming at somebody. Like, yeah, it's like that's that's good. That's pretty. Like, good. The golden throne can be really good. Like yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. All right, and, we got uh, one measy land. Yeah, one <laughs> land called Tomb Fortress. Uh, enters tapped. Taps for a swamp and a black humanity pool. It has pay two black bug blacks, so two and three blacks, exile it, mill four cards, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activity only is a sorcery. So it's not horrible. Not bad. Get creature back. Yeah, it's it's nice having, it's like almost a, a dread return in a land, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it costs like, what, one more? But, yeah, it costs uh, one more. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's not bad. So that is the set. We have made it. That was a lot of cards. Yeah, that is Warhammer. What do you think about Warhammer and set? Um, there's some really like that black artifact like theme deck is sick. Yeah. So good. Looks cool. Especially wonder, with like some I, of these yeah, artifacts that we not do. I feel like they must all be like three color decks. Yeah, I don't know what the packs are. I haven't looked at them. Is my guess. 
That would make uh, sense based on like what the colors are. Yeah, so it's the yeah, so it's four commander decks. Uh, there's the okay, so there's there's the what do you call that? Esper guy, mm-hmm. the Inquisitor Grayfex deck, and then there's the Mono Black Artifacts deck, which is going to be with the sick. Necron guy as the commander. So and then there's the there. Teamer Swarmlord 1-1 one, one Counters deck. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uh, Chaos deck, which is the Grixis Spells You Cast Your Hand of Cascade random stuff. Right. That, that had some random stuff in it. <clears throat> Could be fun, but I don't know how good it's going to be. Yeah. It currently, it looks like you can buy them on... TCG player, you can buy the non-foil ones for 300 bucks for all of them, $65 at Walmart and Target for per deck. Um, and then the secret layer ones, I don't know, is that the same deck? Or is it just specific cards? That's what I'm looking at. Oh, it's just specific cards. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So Secret Lair is just more Warhammer stuff, but it's only like five cards in each one. Okay. So yeah, so it's like $65 a deck for which is So some of them seem cool. Yeah, the the Artifacts deck is going to be really good. Yeah, the Artifacts one seems cool. The Grixis one seemed kind of cool. The Teamer one yeah. seemed cool. They honestly all seemed kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they all got good stuff. They'll be fun to, they'll be fun to, to mess with for sure. Yep. And then, you know, tweak, of course, because that's what you do with pre-cons. <laughs> Take out the bullshit, put in some better stuff. I also played in the Arena Open while we were away from the last show. Um, I made day two finally, so I finally made day two hey, in the tournament. Nice. First time ever making day two, I always yeah. bust out. But I thought I made day two, and then my draft kind of went kind of shitty. One round one, and then lost immediately in ah, day damn. two. Need to go 3-0 the and then you go into the second draft of the day two, and then if you go win one, you get a thousand dollars. Two, you get two thousand. Damn, three, that's pretty good. Awesome. I'll take yeah. a thousand bucks. But, yeah, so I made it to day two, and I made it to where like I so and then I won one, so I made it to where like I got like fifty dollars in in-game gems in arena. Right, yeah. which is like whatever. It's nice to like could pay it's, for more than my entry back. It's some so. decks and because you get your entry back. back Plus more and a ticket to day two when you win the first day. So, right, that's that's good. Yeah, so it was interesting. I was like, it was fun. I uh, was playing Dominator United. I drafted the the reason I went. I think I went uh, like I basically went like seven zero in day one. Like I think I lost yeah. one because that's I, I got good. like a sweet. I got a sweet uh, domain walls deck. I had oh, two yeah. of the wingmate chaplains and three of the shield guys that search for it and like just like played walls and then controlled the board until i could play the chaplain and swing like yeah that's kind of what you that's, that's like, really okay. good really i good think i might have i might have also had Solkinar in the deck which have been like which yeah. he's crazy good too and limited so it was just like super good walls deck it seemed janky to me because i didn't know if i had any finishers i didn't have any finishers really other i don't think than the wingmate chaplain but 
they ended up not having answers to it. So I was like, well, that's all you need. <laughs> if they don't have yeah. answers, then you win the game. It's like, all right, I guess I'm going to just keep swinging down with one ones whenever I play a defender. Yeah. So. Well, this was uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that's the Warhammer cards. Uh, we'll be back next time, probably with Unfinity next, I'm thinking. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully we'll get some podcasts. In, yeah, hopefully we'll get a podcast in between having to do Brothers War set review, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.